podcast now is arguably one of the hardest working men in Hollywood today. Today I am thrilled once again to be joined by Brian Tyler. Brian, how are you, sir? Uh, very good. How are you doing? <laughs> it's good to talk to you. It's good. To, it's always it's always good to talk to you. I enjoy I enjoy talking to you as much as I enjoy listening to your music. So this is a, oh, thank uh, you. a, a happy time for me. And you really do have a lot going on right now. It seems like Every time I turn around, oh, Brian's doing this. Oh, Brian has a right. new score out. Oh, Brian has this and that. And I'm like, how does he, does the man sleep? And the answer to that is probably no. So uh, thank you for giving up your time to chat to me today. Of course. Yes, no, my pleasure. <laughs> Excellent. So you do have a couple of uh, couple of things going on at the moment. Primarily, though, I want to talk about the upcoming release of Five Feet Apart. The score is set to release on March 15th, uh, digital platforms around the world. I mean, Five Feet Apart, I don't want to say it's a departure from some of your other stuff, but... Yeah, I I, I would say that would be... That would be fair. Okay, okay. Yeah, but (laughs) when I... When I... um, When I listen to the record, I, I kind of... It's an amazing record. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. I'm a huge fan of that kind of music. And we'll talk about that kind of music. And yes. And I, I just, it's not that I didn't believe it was you doing it. I just thought, this is Brian Tyler, Brian Tyler. I didn't know if there was another Brian right. Tyler. Um, it's it's music that I, I, for me, it's kind of music that I love listening to as well, mm. that type of music. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of um, the kind of... Not to generalize, but the score itself, it's very beautiful, very melodic, almost Scandinavian. Mm. Um, yes, very much. At times, much. It, it reminded me kind of the, the Sigur Ross, Summers, Yonzi, that kind of. Absolutely. It had that feeling to it, and it, it's absolutely tremendous. And Thank something, you. something I wouldn't have... It's not that I wouldn't have expected it from you, but after listening to your previous score, What Men Want, this is such a departure from yes. that. Yeah, they're so different. I mean, the the, the first three, I mean, it's been um, in 2019, one movie per month so far that's <laughs> released. Uh, so Escape Room starting off uh, the beginning of January, which was so mm. industrial and dark and... Um, 
you know, very much uh, of that ether. And then, you know, What Men Want being really a throwback funk soul kind of record. And and, and this one, to me, is is a is really hits upon what I love listening to, which right. which is in the world of Radiohead and Sigur Ross and Bonnie Iver and other lives mm. and and kind of post rock and um, explosions in the sky kind of th- you know all those right. kinds of really ethereal but but hits you really hard in the feels. Um, it's without. It's it's in a different way than kind of what you would call like you know traditional Hollywood emotional music yes, done on strings yeah. and that kind of thing and with big sweeping themes. It's so kind of humble and and flawed and um, mm. it, everything you know recorded was done via the studio with guitars and guitar pedals and pianos that are different pianos that are slightly out of tune. I really, the, mm. the whole album was done like a, I mean, sorry, well, I, I'm calling it an album. The whole score was done like a, um, you know, kind of a progressive post-rock record. Um, yes, the, yes. the production style, the way it's written from top to bottom is, is not like a score at all. We were, it was an analog, you know, like going in and and making a record like I'd always enjoyed listening to Radiohead and and bands like that and and um and and I, I like that you mentioned Sigur Ross too as well because those are things that it's the kind of music that I always loved I would get on a like on a plane and I'd put on my headphones and listen and right. get kind of you know kind of have that existential crisis yes melancholy yes, feeling you <laughs> no, know I get it. yeah <laughs> and 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 kind of you know having analog uh, uh loops uh, or, or, or kind of mm. delays on guitar pedals and I- infinite delays kind of representing the breathing aspect of the story and and all these things and 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 so for me it was it was I have dabbled in this kind of music before. If you if you kind mm. of if you look around on kind of some of more of my independent scores and even some of my gaming music, I have gone into like falling into a dream that was on um, as as a piece and and some of the things from you know Far Cry. Um, they and even Break. Um, they dabble in this kind of music that I've actually been writing in and recording on on my own for the last 15 years but i just have never done a score that has in court so so it was so overdue for me Mm. um doing a whole score was it was like this not only do i love listening to this kind of thing Mm. um but i i i had you know strains of it sprinkled throughout but i'd been recording my own things just for myself with that canopy of echoey guitars and every, you know very very much like an indie post-rock hmm. uh emotional record that's instrumental so I, I was definitely ready for this um in the sense that when justin and i the director talked about the story i i was ready to go which incidentally i don't mean to race ahead but uh, I don't know if we've ever discussed how Justin and I, the director, Justin Baldoni, how we met. It was very 
<laughs> it was very modern. I don't, I don't think we have. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was kind of interesting. So we, um, Five Feet Apart hadn't really kind of been presented to the public yet. And and uh, the movie, in terms of really anything, it was kind of, it was, he was being, it was being done quietly and he, he really wanted to keep a lid on it. But there, he, he had seen Crazy Rich Asians, which, mm. the, the, of course, that 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 movie seemingly on the surface, you know, might not have a lot to do with Five Feet Apart, which, but it, there is an emotional core at both of them. Yes, and yeah. and Five Feet Apart, for those who don't know, is a beautiful and very melancholy, uh, very real uh, love story between. Uh, two young people that fall in love, and they are both uh, is cystic fibrosis pa- patients uh, that have basically grown up in pretty much in, in a hospital, yes, which is yes. which is the case for so many cystic fibrosis patients. And as as um, Will, the character from the movie, says, is basically they live um, from treatment to treatment, just barely staying out of. Uh, just staying just just ahead of uh, kind of collapsing under their own system that's mm. failing them. And so they're breathing on borrowed air is what he says. And and so often they are, you know, they're they find themselves living for their treatments instead of using their treatments to live. And, and it's very easy to get caught up in the cycle of just how do I survive another day? And it's against this backdrop where they fall in love. Now, of course, cystic fibrosis patients, they are not able to get within six feet of each other is the rule because they all have different bacteria. Mm. And if they catch each other's bacteria, either by touch or or just breathing in particles, they can very, very easily die. They're not able to combat the someone else's bacteria. So that's why the movie is called what it is. Um, they're, that's kind of encapsulating the story as quickly as I can, is, um, is that they're supposed to be six feet apart, but they reject that idea and they take back one foot for themselves. Right, they, right. So, so, so th- this is the tone of the movie, which is it's very heartfelt. It's funny. It's joyful. It's but it's very real. It it has a, it it it. You watch it, and I mean, Justin, the director, had spent a lot of time with patients for years and years and years. Um, he he's he's very much a an outreach kind of human being. That he 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 spends most of his time outreaching and talking to patients and uh, of all different kinds of. Um, and this is some. This is who he is. So he he had an intimate knowledge of this, and and was very good friends with some bloggers and YouTubers that that that, that, that have gone through this themselves. Mm. So so it was very real. But he wanted someone that really would get the emotion of it. And somehow, and this is getting back to the Crazy Rich Asians thing, is that he saw Crazy Rich Asians and. Kind of that last 25, 30 minutes of the movie is pretty, is, is very emotional and kind of honest. And the music is that way too, is what he heard. And even though he didn't want that style of music for his movie, right, right. he felt that somehow I, and he's right, he felt that I have this kind of 
um, I'm, I'm, I have very emotional core mm-hmm. that I'm not uh, af- afraid of. Uh, I wear it on my sleeve in life and in music. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so he just had a, he just had a sense that I should score this, but he wasn't able to get a hold of me. Um, for whatever reason, it's, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to also tell when I'm not sure if he contacted manager or an agent Mm, or a a studio or who it was, but sometimes it's kind of a little bit hard to, for, management to be able to sift through projects and know what's what and what's real or what's especially when something was under wraps like this and there really wasn't anything like on imdb about it or anything it was really being so so often you think i could i don't even know but anyway he he wasn't able to kind of get the word to me that he wanted me to score so i i had no idea and time just was going by and Mm. He was thinking of other options, but for whatever reason, he just thought, I have to, Brian, I feel Brian is right. <laughs> I've never met him, by the way. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually, I had finished, I think it was Crazy Rich Asians, and I was, I think, taking holiday. And, uh, yeah, and I looked in my, I just happened to be looking through my DMs on Instagram, <laughs> and, uh and I, I, sometimes I, I check the kind of, I don't know, there's this bin of messages that you get from people that you're not friends with, uh, right. or that I, that, uh, that I don't follow, which is the vast majority of the 140,000 people yeah. or so that follow. Yeah. So, so sometimes I check, but it's, it's maxed out and it's always like a billion messages that mm. I haven't seen. It happens to be his message was right at the top oh. saying, Hey, Brian, I have this movie. He describes it to me. And would you like to talk? I mean, the odds of seeing this thing wow. was a needle in a haystack. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I said, wow, this sounds fascinating. Let's talk. We hopped on FaceTime. He described it to me. And I I flew back to L.A. And I saw the movie. And I have to say, watching the rough cut of it, the movie ended. And I, I, I honestly couldn't, like, speak for... Wow. 10 minutes or something it was it really personally hit something inside mm. for me and when we started talking about technically the 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 music is where that kind of uh, artistic emotion and the the technical side meet which is so great which is we both said the same thing i i, I said well you know i think kind of these pianos that go through guitar pedals and are ethereal and mm. canopies of guitars and, and all these things that kind of might sound a little weird on the surface. Um, when it's this emotional tale, I was like, I don't want strings. I don't think we should do orchestra. We should treat this as like, it's like a concept album. Right. Um, I referred to, to some of the things we talked about, like Radiohead, but almost mm. doing it, the, the thing from top to bottom in a structure like, Pink Floyd's The Wall, which of course is a different tone of music, but yeah. the the through line of kind of a musical story and narrative that works as an album, but also works in the movie. Mm. And um, anyway, so that's how we started. Uh, I, sorry, I kind of went on a long tangent there, but <laughs> that no, kind of gets us no, no. I mean, back this, up to speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is hearing the story of how you got to... Uh, there are many times when you, you'll speak to a composer or, or, or somebody working on a record and they can't necessarily tell you how they got there other than, oh, so-and-so contacted so-and-so, and that was it. I mean, the fact that you happen to look at Instagram, you happen to see that one message, you yes. happen to see the film, and then the film 
touched you in a way that you were like, I have to do this. I mean, that is kind of, that's yeah. divine intervention. It, it really know, for, was. For, for, it was, for, yeah. It was really something that it, it was a surprise and, um, and, 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 and the movie came, uh, along and, you, you know, kind of the idea, see, the thing that's the kind of the theme of the movie is these patients are always searching for lungs. Mm. They're trying to get, they're trying to, their lungs f- have failed them from birth and they get, they all put, they put on a list to see if they can get a lung transplant. And that is the kind of absolute goal of someone with cystic fibrosis, get working lungs. And the idea of breathing is, continuing to breathe we take it for granted mm-hmm. uh, until you can't and um their lungs fill up it's liquid and they it's, that's it just it's kind of a continuous process of trying to get rid of that and it's very difficult and eventually that's that that ends up being your fate is they know that their fate is going to be not being able to breathe and you take your last breath well the thing that occurred to me was and and i justin as well and uh as we were working on this, was that, you know, uh, the line, we're all, you, you know, we're all just breathing borrowed air, uh, and the idea that there is a last breath, well, that's all of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, and and it deals with mortality head on in a way that's beautiful, and really kind of, the, the story, I think why it hit me so hard is that it kind of condenses a journey and and the idea of falling in love and living life for today hmm. it condenses it into a movie so well in a way that uh, even though it's a very very different movie that, that I remember like Titanic in a sense where right. they really wrote you know their characters only knew each other I think for maybe 2 days in that yeah. one actually yeah. Yeah. um and and they and it kind of was a, a bit of a, a you know a kind of like condenses a lifetime down into just a, a short amount of time. And I think there's something emotionally effective about that. This, um, on the other hand, is is something that I think is even more relatable in the sense that I think we see each other, we, we see ourselves in these characters and it's done so effectively. So the music really, uh, if, you, if you listen to how it works, it it's, all the chords are breathe in, breathe out. Mm. It, they all exhale and they all inhale. And we run things forwards and reverberated pianos and guitars. And then we run them backwards on the way in. It's breathe in, breathe out. And with these melodies that are, and the melodies are very important. The main theme is very important to sound like, uh, like it's kind of a, almost like a, a lullaby to, 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 to someone that that starts at the beginning of their life and and it's something that you would hear maybe at the last moments of your life and right. as you ex, ex maybe exhale for the last time right. um and and so the album is done that way it starts with five feet apart the mm-hmm. the theme which is really kind of you know it feels like it's that kind of breathing in and then the last track is breathe and it has i think it's almost like the last chord of breathe is i think maybe two minutes it's just one chord wow that lasts for two minutes Hmm. which feels really like an exhale um and it's 
it, it, it's really meant to be listened to as a, as an album mm. from top to bottom, almost more than anything I've ever done in a sense where it, it does tell the, the whole story, really. Uh, and um, anyway, I'm, I'm re- and working with Brett and Vivian, you know, he's fantastic yes, yeah. as well. Um, and he he's a great... Uh, we have very similar tastes. We... He, he, we I've known him for years, and it was something that he, he's 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 really great with. He's got a really like high emotional IQ, if we oh. can use that term. Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> he, he just he's he's really a great person, and uh and and very much kind of a a nut about the typical the 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 intricacies of guitar sounds right. and what they mean emotionally Good. and we nerd out on guitar pedals and things <laughs> like that so i wanted to bring him on board you know as someone that i you know uh would would work with and i i felt mm. like since this album really was a concept album like uh, a like I was saying, like a band, mm. I miss the days of sometimes working with people in a band. And right, so right. we, we kind of treated this like we were a band and we'd sit in, in the studio and we'd turn on the guitar amp and a bunch of pedals and put it mm. on infinite delay and feedback. And, you know, you'd he'd hit the, the guitar and it'd create this big warm sound and then he would hit another note and it would... So in a way, the album was done like... Like a, a an album, like a band, um, which yeah. which was really fun. It's one of those things where you said it a couple of times now that the 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 score itself. I mean, this is a film score, but it does sound like an album. There is a definitive start and a definitive end, which you do get with some of the great classic kind of concept albums. Yes, uh, you're right. Um, I, well, thank you. I mean, the concept albums. You're you're right. I, uh, for every sense of the modern ones that I really love, "Hurry Up, We're Dreaming" by M83. Right, uh, there's there's right, a right. lot a lot of the Sigur Ross records, and then of course we were talking about the Wall, mm. um, uh, even Sgt. Pepper. The, the way they kind of the way an album ends uh, is is says a lot. Uh, yes. I always, yeah, I was always fascinated by that by the the mystery of the last uh, kind of line in on the Wall where. You hear someone in the studio say something; it just gets cut off. Yes, in this yeah. kind of lullaby piece, <laughs> um, and then of course you know the last chord of Sergeant Pepper's on the you know on all those pianos, and um, uh, it, it's you know there's something in this. I just want to leave people with almost the sense of catharsis and emotion. There's uh, there's something about really long sustains at times that that. When you're within the chord and it just it keeps mm. going, you start to think about things like why? Why is this chord going? Right, right. For this, for what is it saying? And I, I felt that way. There's William Bezinski uh, had done this album called the uh, the the Disintegration Tapes, and and it was he would he would record music from different places elevators and then he mm. uh, with an analog recorder he would slow it way 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 down and reverberate it and he would play the tape on a loop for so long that the tape would actually disintegrate and right. the sound would kind of like just it would it would 
fall away and eventually there was no sound the tape would be going through the tape machine mm. but the all the filament had been worn off and and there's no more sound and it's almost like the death of a, a a piece of music but right before your eyes so these these pieces were extremely long mm. extremely long you know and uh and and there was something about hearing those these these pieces that were i don't know slowed down to 40 times slower than they should right. be or something like that yeah. that kind of haunted me for years and so i kind of some of that kind of is is in the background and part of the ambient texture of the score where you have melodies by of course pianos and and by the way, using upright piano in this movie was something oh. different than using a Steinway and all that. Right. There's something that felt just um, that felt more right and more humble, and 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 I didn't, I, I refused to have it to be tuned as well. It's oh, a 1923 okay. Bush and Lane piano, and I and I didn't want it tuned because I felt it just had this ethereal kind of more honest quality than that perfect concert tuning of my Steinway. Right, um, right, right. That's yeah. a very, I mean, it's a very cool approach doing it that way. And, and listening to Five Feet Apart, I, I don't know if you're um, familiar with it, but I kind of, I got the same uh, feeling almost as the Mogwai score for The Returned or Le Revenant, oh, oh, yes. the, the, the French I don't yes. want to say zombie show, but kind of the way that that starts, it's a piano and the way that it plays, and it kind of, it almost tells you a story through its emotional well, content. Well, Mogwai is another example I, right. I, that I should have mentioned that I really love. Uh, I mean, uh, they're great. They have that kind of, I, I, I like, I, I really have an affinity for bands that seem to come from cold areas. Uh, it oh, seems okay. like they're, 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 Mogwai, you know, especially for this kind of thing, there's something mm. really haunting about, I think they're from Glasgow. Uh, yes. It always sounds yeah. like they're recording in the dead of winter. It's true. I mean, like over here, we have that a lot. So <laughs> there's, a, there's kind of a lot of music that has that bleak outlook, but, you know, beauty yeah, comes from this, that. Yeah, a lot of the Scandinavian Exactly, you, you know, yeah. kind of that tapestry of it really haunts and and feels very emotional. There's something about Ooh. it, and and it's something you know. And Breton's he's actually from the UK, and um, he, he we 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 talked a lot about these bands. There's there's actually one that's great that's highly underrated, but I love called Other Lives. Hmm. They're from Oklahoma, but they, they it feels it just kills you. You know when you, it 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 has that. That feeling of falling and all those techniques and and you know really concentrated on you know I used old ribbon mics and and mm. th there's nothing hi-fi about this score it's it's right. it, it it has hiss it has analog tape it has the the guitar pedals it had the delays aren't you know all, all the kind of delays and effects and reverbs are spring and ring verbs mm. and nothing's very digital uh and done in the box because i just wanted it to feel like you're kind of floating in that imperfect world of music yeah, uh yeah it's you know you, you play music for long enough and you, you do get you, you it is kind of you can go the way of being very polished and um yeah. you figure out how to make things better and you can get and i and i wanted to kind of throw that out and and make sure i i used dulcitones and vibraphones and kind mm. of the, the pianos and guitars and basses that aren't 
aren't perfect. Even even the old analog synths that don't really tune very well, like the CS80, where they're kind of constantly you're you're you're, you're wrestling hmm. with the tuning on those things. The chorusing effect makes those instruments to me found sound more human, more like almost like human voice. By the way, yeah. which there's a lot of voice in the score. It's it's yeah. a subtle. It's like they're like kind of pads in the way. Like Bonnie Vare does that, where mm. you kind of you you record or Sigur Ross too, where you record voice and then you run them through kind of guitar pedals and weird things, and they're in the wrong octave, and yeah. it sounds almost textural, and mm. uh, it's kind of right from the first track. You five feet apart, the theme, you hear that, and I think people think it's like a key, maybe a. I don't know what people think, actually, <laughs> but whatever it is, um, I'm just glad that you know it's it's a great movie, and I'm really proud of what Justin did. Uh, I feel like I've met a lifelong friend. That's very. I cool. know. I, I know. I've met a lifelong friend. We just we really uh, see eye to eye on things, and mm. uh, and and so exciting to have you know worked on that, and we're we're going to be uh, doing another movie. Um, uh, next year, so very uh, cool. Very excited cool. about that as well. This is know. good. I mean, it, it's good to. And the thing is, we haven't spoken before this conversation about the kind of tone or feel you were going for. I simply said those bands because that's what the album sounded like to me. So the the fact that that's what you were hinting at, and the fact yeah. that it was yeah, it, like sure. from from the first go, it's like ah, this is this as an album, this is works. So and you know what I'm going to do when when we finish doing this. I'm going to listen to My Bloody Valentine's Loveless and then I'm going to listen to Five Feet Apart because I feel I feel like it's going to be a great combo. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I think that that that's a nice playlist, I believe. <laughs> when quick question because of because of I mean there could be an argument made for the Brian Tyler score. You you know Brian Tyler, Marvel, Fast and the Furious, these big yeah. epic Perfect sure. sounding films, perfect mm. in every way. And I've seen you live as well, and it's it's a, a flawless performance. Going back <laughs> and doing something like this, where it is like two guys in a band in a room playing things live, was it hard for you to not make things perfect and just leave them as they were? You know, it's funny. Uh, it, it, it wasn't hard um, <laughs> because, in a sense, it, I had been itching to do that for so long right, and only right. kind of certain tracks on certain things kind of hinted at this and i always really leaned into those mm. um because it was just a lot of fun for me and if you if you if you hang out in my studio uh there's so much just kind of really uh, vintage gear that that would suggest that i'm in a band like Radiohead more than anything, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, it's kind of this mishmash. I do it, it like, for instance, in my studio, I have, well, I have three pianos. One's a concert, you know, grand, one's a baby mm. grand and one's an upright. And w uh, clearly one is kind of more for indie rock. One is for, right. for playing Chopin. And, and those, those are my worlds that I love to circulate in because I, I really am a lover of all these kinds of things. I love mm. getting up there and conducting a big orchestra and choir right, and having it right, sound right. like a wall of sound. That that gives me the the chills, you know. Mm. Uh, it's 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 absolutely something I love. But you know, it's kind of like if you have you know whatever meal it is, but it's your favorite meal in the world, but you only eat that meal. Mm. Every day, you know, you you sometimes you know want to go and 
get some some street food, you know, no, of from a, yeah, no, absolutely. you know, yeah, no, course, it hits the spot, you know. So everything from the the Michelin starred, re- I mean, it's funny you find that in Singapore. It's like you could go to this, you know, Michelin starred restaurant and walk down the way and go to a, these amazing street carts and. Mm. Which is better? Neither. They're both, or both, you know? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> both are better course, in some way. And uh, so it, it, making the transition, it's it's interesting because really the last three scores were totally different in the way mm. where Escape, Escape Room I did, which was all analog synth, doing it like a an electronic album that was that's really hard and dark but mm. with this ethere- ethereal piano at the same time but it yes, was almost yeah. like doing closer to my mad sonic thing but on a score which was really fun and mm. rel- relentlessly dark and um, what men want on the other hand it was like talk about changing it up that was doing it like a 70s <laughs> soul record i mean and i it was one of those things where you know i talked to adam shankman whom i love the director and he and it and it was the kind of movie where it was like, well, why don't we do this as actually a one-man band? And I just, mm. it, it happened to be instruments that I, the groove kind of thing, I I wanted to lock into. And I, I love, it really based it on the drums and bass. Yes. You know, the yeah, groove. Yeah, yeah. I would lay down the drums and I'd, and I'd, I'd get it really, uh, some kind of bass groove going, a really 70s backbeat, really hanging on the back of the beat. And I wanted to play, and it was a 1973 Rhodes, Fender Rhodes, and a clavinet kind of with a wah pedal, Stevie Wonder style, you know, organ and some piano, some jazz flute, some sax. And it was like off to the races doing this record that it really was like, that almost was more out of the blue than anything, even right. kind of, I really hadn't hinted much at that. Maybe finishing the game, which I don't know if many people know, I scored Justin Lin independent movie back about 10 years ago that was mm-hmm. all kind of 70s funk yeah, yeah. but but you know the the fun thing is is that uh, these palette cleansers of doing movies and and projects that have kind of nothing to do with each other it was was something that about a year ago i had made such had made such a a conscious effort to maybe not you know to turn down some projects that were were kind of the obvious ones uh oh, okay. that uh, that were you know some more superhero-y kind of stuff, and mm. and because and then come back to it someday, of course, which I'm going to actually. Yes. <laughs> um, but but um, eh, but but I wanted to. So it was you know Crazy Rich Asians doing a very romantic string score yeah. with yeah. big band jazz was something that was way out of the box. Yellowstone totally out of the box with Taylor Sheridan, mm-hmm. and we're working on uh, something coming up as well. Um, that's going to be very very cool. Uh, but all these different things over like the last year was really kind of uh, if there was a theme of this this last calendar year working on things was to completely reset <laughs> my creative <laughs> brand and and you know it, and I've been really lucky that a lot of movies that I've scored have been really successful but mm. n- nothing of which I've chosen over the last year was based on thinking uh will this do well at the box office right, not right, right, right. not a not a it just absolutely did did not take that into account. Now, the amazing thing is that is how well the movies have done. You know, Crazy Rich Asians was this smash, and it I was, you know, yeah. but we did it for the love, all of us on the movie. Yeah, and yeah. Yellowstone did so great, and I mean, Escape Room has now got a sequel, and I a bit. But regardless, this was something from a completely different 
point of view. It was a creative yeah. decision, and I've so enjoyed it. it. And 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 it really, like you said, with being so busy and working all the time, it certainly uh, not just helps but enriches the soul when you yes. when you get to do things that are are different and that you really enjoy. Of course, um, of course. I mean, when when I listened to What Men Want, I wrote down four four other artists just listening to What Men Want. Curtis Mayfield, James Brown, the Isley Brothers, and Isaac Hayes. Yes. All four of those, I'm like, I would listen to anything by all four of those. And I've got all <laughs> of that in one score. Plus, you have these beautiful um, jazz tracks, like Rooftops. I, I yes. love, I'm so in love with that song right now. Father and Daughter as well. It just oh, yes. absolutely amazing, amazing stuff. And then listening to What Men Want, I mean, What Men Want mode. And then, yes. you know, Lakes are like, oh, listen to Five Feet Apart and listen to that. And like, this is not the same guy. It cannot be the same guy. Nobody's like this. And it, it does, <laughs> you know, it did have that Mogwai Boniver Sigur Ross feel. So it's just, it's so refreshing to speak to somebody like yourself that oh, literally you. does everything from the Marvel superheroes to, you know, Escape Room. By the way, Dreadnought. One of the heaviest tracks I've heard in the longest time. Oh it, gosh, yeah that that is dude. that oh. is yeah. I, I, look, I love I love metal and dark metal, uh, mm. and um, I love bands like Gojira and Meshuga oh, and <laughs> Lamb of God, and uh, and so that was my nod to them for yeah. sure. And yeah. and you know, I mean, I played in a I played in a metal band uh, as a drummer, and this is years ago, but uh, the. The being able to do talk about an extremely rare moment where you mm. get to do legit, you know, dark metal with with kind of that intricate gent kind of yeah. pattern. Yeah. Um, it, it it's crazy. Uh, it's it's fun. That track is kind of I'm I'm friends with a lot of different. I'm friends with a lot of musicians. That's mm. my, my life. But that that track actually, it's funny you mentioned that. That one kind of made the rounds <laughs> as a like, wait, have you heard this thing from Brian? What the heck? Yeah. Um, and um, and in fact, uh, yeah, I'll be seeing all of them um, in not too long. I'm going to go. I, I know you know, Surge from Rage, uh, sorry, Surge from uh, System of a Down and uh, going to go hang out with uh, in fact, Mushuga and Gojira and uh, and Tool, um, no Maynard as well, um, and uh, in in Chicago. Uh, so, so there's another world that I love to. I mean, you you here's the thing: is that it's very it's 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 a source of kind of the, in, in all honesty, where these different genres of music that that I I love in my real mm. life I I have made it a mission my whole life to just try to figure out how they do it. Right. I think it's been this weird fascination since I was a kid. How I remember trying to figure out like it, you know uh how the programming on the 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 drum program was on hip hop records early on right. or or right. the prodigy right like how are those loops Oh mm. also seeing the prodigy by the way. Oh very um, cool. Um uh, they're doing a show with Gojira. It's Prodigy, Gojira, and Tool. Actually, very uh, cool. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, but so, so this kind of I felt that you know, it, it, some of the Prodigy influence for sure is in Escape Room as well. Mm. With that kind of, I felt that they were the punk rock of electronic, kind of them and Aphex Twin and Ministry, and and where they blur that line of that really like what the hell is going on when mm. when 
you know, especially that that second record with Fat of the Land came out. Oh God, that was a game changer. Yeah, it was just like whoa, you know, th- these guys are. It's like the 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 way the sound was bringing those breakbeats with that kind of really dissonance and energy mm. and, and seeing crowd reactions to that stuff when they would go into breathe and fire starter and uh, so to me there's like this continuum of music that I just I, I if you listen to a playlist of mine of what I'm listening to in the car it is just all over the place <laughs> and and all of those things that I if I like a song I immediately have to figure out how it was done right. and I'll deconstruct it down to the point where I'll research what guitar amp was used, what was the compressor on this, and I'd really try to completely deconstruct the whole record. I've been doing this for years, and so when it comes to all of that kind of fascination, and this goes for orchestration as well. I, mm. I'm fascinated by Bartok and, and Penderecki and then all the film composers back to Alex North and Maurice Jarre and John Williams and Bernard Herrmann and, you know, all of it, fascinated why does that sound like that oh gosh so that's a viola instead of a violin doing the solo right, and okay and right. and and it, it it's really endless um in a sense um all the way to indian music and the difference between music in india and the music in in pakistan and how mm. I, and i became fascinated with that as well and you know um it's 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 like a never-ending thing. I'm either writing music or trying to figure out music, and that's my life. And so it comes from a real honest place, and and from the outside, it must seem a little odd jumping from movie to movie <laughs> to stylistically so different. But um, that's that's kind of my that's actually my default position in a way. Well, I mean, this is look for, as someone that's been a fan of your work for a long, long time now. It's kind of great to know that all of this is happening because I know that I'm going to be listening to Brian Tyler records for the next however many years I there hope, are I hope to a come. while yeah <laughs> yeah no it'll be a while to come and Brian thank you again for giving up your time it's always a pleasure talking to you uh, I really Back at you, man. thank you thank you so much what men want is out now through Lakeshore Records and five feet apart is coming your way on March 15th